It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Reds. Great to have you in. Subscribe iTunes. Also, every single podcast, LockedOnReds.com. Check that out. We're on Megaphone as well. But right now on LockedOnReds.com, a video of Joey Votto that's guaranteed to make you laugh. I can only do so much on the podcast. You can't see his expressions. Check it out. Joey Votto guaranteed to make you laugh in an interview with Jim Day of Fox Sports Ohio. Also, information on Ben Revere, the newest member of the Cincinnati Reds. That's on LockedOnReds.com. Hopefully you had a good weekend. I did have a good weekend. And before we get to what happened with the Reds, wins, losses, draws, let's get to Joey Votto. This is about a minute long. Joey Votto and Jim Day. How you doing? Good, man. I was thinking of coming up here and asking you to tell me where to hit the ball, and I'm going to try and do that. What do you think? Wow. I love, I mean, we've seen you go opposite field all the time. Not I, often during spring training. Not often. I, I want to see you pull the ball down the right field line. Yeah, I want to see you pull the ball down the right. The little pop, you know, that's what I want. If you're asking, that's what I want to see. That's like the worst thing I could possibly try to do during a spring training game. But for you, Jim, yeah. I'll give it a go. Or a push putt. No, we don't want you to butt. We don't want you to butt. <laughs> what about um, what about this Jim Day idea? Oh, jeez. You know, I knew you had underlying uh, reason you wanted to talk here. So I was thinking about um, Jim doing a segment, Jim Day, G-Y-M, Day, with Jim Day, J-I-M, Day. As I suck in my gut. I was thinking of my man right here throwing on a tank, coming in the gym with uh, a different player each segment, doing some exercises, seeing how we get ready for the game. And uh, I was thinking of being the first one. And um, I was wondering what the fans at home thought about that. Maybe shoot you some messages on your Twitter and, and come up with some ideas. What do you think? I would be up for it, but I don't know about the tank top, man. I don't think I can pull off the tank. Is it a nipple thing? Like Joey Votto really said that. Check out that entire video. On the website, LockedOnReds.com, is it a nipple thing? (laughs) I love it because he doesn't talk often. And he talked about that this this week, that he's not going to lead by being a vocal leader, so to speak. He's going to do it by example. And and I like that. But how about that with Joey Votto and Jim Day? Hilarious stuff. Um, As far as the Reds go, they're 1-2 and in spring training right now. Cactus League play. They beat the Indians to start 1-0. and Since then, a tie and two losses. One and two. By the time you hear this, well, they'll be playing today because I'm recording it in the afternoon. They play in about an hour and a half. But overall, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I'll ask Chad Dodson of RedLegNation.com in just a minute. I don't care. I don't care about the results. Brian, execute the plan. Whatever it is, experiment all you need to to get yourself in a position for opening day to have success. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Let's welcome him in, Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com, on Twitter, at DotsonC, also writes for Cincinnati Magazine, and he's on with us now. Chad, man, I appreciate the time. As always, Chad's going to be joining us every single week during the baseball season. I appreciate that. I appreciate you being on now. How you doing, man? Uh, just so excited about this Red season. 
Yeah, it, right. I'm I'm excited that baseball's back. I have mixed feelings about the season itself. Um, to to yeah. me, Chad, I look at it and I I said it last week on the podcast. It's a set the table kind of year for the Reds. I think they need to figure out what they have and set the table to hopefully get back to the playoffs or at least contend for the playoffs in 2019. How do you view this 2018 Reds season and the roster? I think that's a good way to put it. You know, I was ho- sort of hoping that last year would have been a little more of that uh, set the table season, but with the injuries, especially the pitching staff, it just didn't really work out like that. But this year, uh, you know, there's no no question the Reds are going to be uh, really finding out where they need to, uh, which holes need to be filled, I guess most urgently, as they look to compete in the future. And I think we should expect better baseball. How much better is the question. But I, I don't think there's any way that they lose 90 games again. That's not a real high bar to cross. But still, less than 90, uh, fewer than 90 losses will uh, be exciting to a certain segment of uh, us Reds fans. But it's just it's going to be an interesting year if you're still engaged with the Reds after this uh, rebuilding process, because this is sort of the transition year. And uh, I, th- I think there is a lot of, there are a lot of things uh, to, to be really excited about. Yeah. And that's the thing is I just, I don't know how to feel about this Reds team because there's so many question marks and question marks don't necessarily mean bad. It means I'm curious to see well, for, from the middle infield, curious to see how Peraza does at shortstop. Can Scooter Jeanette build on what he did last year? Or was that the outlier to the rotation, and I think that that's the the biggest thing. You look at this rotation, who it's going to be. Can Homer Bailey stay healthy? What about Finnegan? Can Castillo build on what he had last year? I think especially early on in this season, the rotation is what everyone's going to be focused on. Well, absolutely, and, and the rotation is one of those things. If you're a serious uh, Reds fan, you, you may not be expecting a world championship this year. We, we hope. But there's still a number of things that are going to be interesting and fun to watch. And, and that rotation is part of it, starting with uh, Luis Castillo, uh, you know, and then this huge group of young pitchers, some of whom have to, uh, you know, take that step forward. That's going to be fun to watch. And it's going to be exciting to watch the young ones that do take a step forward, whether it's Robert Stevenson or Amir Garrett or Tyler Malley or Sal Romano, uh, whoever, you know, um, I think there are, just, there are a number of things that I'm really excited to see this year, even if we can't get very excited about the way the pennant race is going to go. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it does. And we're joined by Chad Dotson. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Dotson C. And one thing that is interesting, Joey Vada spoke out about the rebuild a couple weeks ago and, and talked over the weekend and said that he's going to lead by example, not necessarily lead or be more of a vocal leader. Now, I don't have any issue with that, but what are your thoughts on Votto saying that? Well, two things. Number one, Votto's a leader, period. However he chooses to uh, to approach the role of leader, he is a le- the leader of this team, and everybody on this team is looking to him, uh, whether it's the, by the way he prepares and the way he plays or by what he says. Now, whether he's a vocal leader or not, the second thing there is, you know, Joey Votto needs to just be Joey Votto. Uh, he's he's the best player we've seen in a Reds uniform uh, since probably Barry Larkin, um, and maybe even uh, before that. He's uh, uh, meticulous about uh, his craft, about preparing. Everyone's everyone's looking at him either way. I don't care if he's a raw raw guy in the clubhouse. I care that he keeps doing what he's doing and setting that example for all these young guys that are all around him uh, about how to approach your career and how to best prepare to be the best player you can be. If he does that, I don't care whether he's giving speeches in the clubhouse. Just be Joey Votto because I love Joey Votto. 
Yeah, me too. And that's the thing. He's your best player. There's a reason he's your best player. Why would you want him to be anything else? Vocal leader. Is Joey Votto being more of a vocal leader going to help Anthony DiScafani pitch better or Brandon Finnegan stay healthy or Homer Bailey be better? It's not. It's maybe them looking at how he prepares and maybe adapting to that or, or working as hard as Joey Votto. So I have no issue with it, no issue at all. And I think that some people ultimately look at leadership and always think that it has to be vocal. And I think some of the best leaders aren't vocal and they just lead by example. Well, I think any sort of a clamoring for Votto to be more vocal goes into this same box uh, that we've seen throughout his entire career, which is that nothing Joey Votto ever does is enough for some people. I just want him to be Joey Votto because, to me, he's as close to perfect as we may ever see again in our lifetimes as a Reds player. You know, he doesn't have to be more than what he is. Some other guys need to uh, maybe uh, improve, but Votto, just be Votto, you yeah. know. And, and, I, and I'm, I can be happy with that because he's a great player. Yeah, and that's the thing. Vado be Vado. Earlier in the podcast, I played a, a clip, and I know you put this at RedLegNation.com. You put it on your website. Joey yeah. Vado doing that interview. That's <laughs> hilarious. But but the big takeaway for me, if I'm a young hitter, let's say I'm a young position player anywhere, Joey Vado is so good and confident that he says, hey, where do you want me to hit the ball? I'm going to hit it there. Right. <laughs> I, I want to prepare and, and get myself to that level because that's awesome. And he did hint at what he has to do to get prepared at certain times in the spring. Uh, at certain times in the spring, you know, he said, "Well, at this point in spring, that may be not a good thing to ask me to do." You know, uh, it, pull the ball down the line or whatever. He had another interview on uh, MLB Network the other day mm-hmm. that just was it blew me away. Just how he's he's a he's a genius when it comes to hitting and how thoughtful he is about his preparation. And uh, Zach Cozart last year, Eugenio Suarez, both said. Specifically, Joey Votto uh, is the key to, or one of the keys to our improved performance because we're trying to be more like him. So, um, so I don't care if he calls a team meeting and yells at the players. <laughs> I don't care how vocal he is. Yeah, be Votto. Exactly, exactly. Be Votto. And one guy that worked a lot with Votto last year was Billy Hamilton. Didn't get the results that he had hoped for at the plate. When you look at Billy Hamilton, Chad, what are your thoughts on him, Billy the player? Well. I have lots of thoughts about Billy Hamilton. Uh, you know, 2016, he had a, an on-base percentage that was roughly league average. And if Billy Hamilton can get, can get on base at a league average clip, he's uh, a legitimate leadoff hitter in the big leagues and uh, almost all-star level at that point, given how much he can contribute with his glove and on the base pass. Last year, he was back to the same old Billy, you know, 299, I think, on-base percentage. And so... My thoughts on Billy Hamilton are there's no excuse whatsoever if he's not hitting it at least with at least a league average on base. There's absolutely no justification for hitting Billy Hamilton in the leadoff spot. And I just am if, – if we're on at opening day and he's still the leadoff hitter here, it's going to tell me a lot about Brian Price and, and what he believes. And it's going to cause me to have serious concerns. Not that I don't already have some concerns, but – that may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> if Billy Hamilton has can prove this spring that he's internalized some of those Votto lessons and he can get on base a little better, I think he can be a valuable player at the top of the lineup. Now, let's say he's the same Billy Hamilton we've seen most of his career. I think he can still be a valuable player for the Reds uh, because he's so good defensively. But you got to bat him eighth or ninth. Mm-hmm. You bat him eighth or ninth, you limit the, his at-bats, he becomes sort of a second leadoff hitter if you're batting him ninth. And... Um, 
you know, he's still going to be a an effective contributor, and, and at least an average contributor. Chad, the Red Sign outfielder Ben Revere yesterday. What are your thoughts on them bringing him into the mix? You know, I don't know what to say about Ben Revere. Uh, I, a couple ways to look at it. He's he's played all three outfield positions. He's sort of Billy Hamilton light at the plate. He's not a great uh, great hitter with uh, even less power than Hamilton, but uh, fairly good defensively, quick, you know, uh, and maybe a stopgap if they do work out a trade for Hamilton. That was my instant reaction. I'm like, okay, well, they have Shebler, Winker, Duvall, obviously Philip Irvin in center field. If they get an offer for Hamilton, now they get an established guy that they can plug in any of the outfield spots and feel at least okay about it. It just it makes Hamilton now more than ever more expendable. Is Revere as good defensively as Hamilton? No. Is he as good at the plate as Hamilton? Close to it. And he gives you that speed element. So it's it's one of those things where you lose Billy Hamilton. It sucks, but you got a guy who brings you speed, who brings you decent defense or above average defense. Uh, in that the pain of losing Hamilton won't be as bad if that is something they decide to pursue. And plus, Revere still has to make the team. Right. Yeah, it's a minor league deal. He's not on the team yet. But, you know, as a stopgap, we talked about earlier in the podcast there where this is a year where they're going to be trying to find which holes they have to fill. You know, uh, that may be a hole that needs to be filled. And and Revere is not a great player, certainly at this point in his career. But he can be a stopgap until they can get that guy in there that's going to be on the next good Reds team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Chad Dotson, make sure you check out his work at Dotson C on Twitter, redlegnation.com. Is there, uh, were you in the group last week? And I, I talked about this on the podcast where Billy Hamilton was batting lead off and part of Red's Twitter had, was outraged. <laughs> was that, was that you? Were you part of that group? <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Uh, you know, I already <laughs> said what I think about that idea. I did make a joke about it and then I left Twitter uh, for about three or four hours uh, doing some other things and uh, some people did not get the joke they thought i was serious about it and people were agreeing with me uh you know my thoughts are it's the first spring training game Uh, you know to me brian price is going to cause a lot more problems in the clubhouse if he just jerks hamilton out of there for and puts winker up the top you know a rookie um or something like that yeah let give hamilton the idea that he's going to have a chance to earn that leadoff spot which is where he wants to hit but now when the games start counting it's going to be managerial malpractice to have Billy Hamilton leading off. <laughs> yeah, to me, I want, look, these are spring training games, and I'm going to exactly. follow them closely because of the uh, the podcast and obviously my radio duties and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, experiment all you want, Brian Price. Do whatever you need sure. to do to figure it out. I don't care. Just do whatever. If you want to play Joey Votto at catcher, I don't want that to happen. But if you wanted to for some <laughs> reason, okay, let's try it for an inning. If that's, I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying. Experiment away. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, there's, uh, you know, who cares at this point? Uh, give Billy Hamilton an opportunity to try to win it. As long as, you know, you're going to make the decision when the games start counting that I'm going to put the guy at, at leadoff that's going to help us score the most runs. And I don't think that's Billy Hamilton unless he gets a lot better really, really quickly. Make sure you follow Chad on Twitter at Dotson C. Chad, what do you got on uh, RedLegNation.com? 
Oh, we have a little conversation today about uh, uh, how hot the seat is uh, for Brian Price uh, since we've been talking about him uh, right now. And um, I think this—I think the seat's pretty warm for him, frankly, right now. Yeah, not hot yet, but it's warm. I I, I agree. I think it was. I think the dynamic of, of Barry Larkin standing probably 100, 200 feet away from Brian Price saying, yeah, the only team I'd want to manage is the Reds. I mean, that, that's that got to make it hot in and of itself, let alone the, the two 68-94 seasons that we've had. Yeah, that uh, that ratchets up the, the pressure, no doubt. But this is always going to be a pressure-packed season for Price. He's on this one-year uh, extension. Uh, the Reds have to win some games. I don't know what number they have to win for him to keep his job, but they've got to show real improvement. So, um, you know, uh, it's throughout the season, that's going to be a sort of an undercurrent that we're going to be following. Uh, is the seat getting hotter? Is he, is he, uh, you know, is he earning the, the job uh, for a, a longer period of time? What's going to happen? I hope they win 98 games and he keeps the job. Sure. I would love it. I, I, odds are that doesn't happen. I think he, he would be able to make a case to keep his job if he won 78 to 80 games. Like if you're close to 500, and you get some of those young arms looking all right, I, I think that Brian Price might be around. I just think that that's a long shot for this team. I think it is, too, but it, uh, it, for two reasons. If if they come around and win that many games, he's going to have a chance to keep his job. Uh, the second, if this, the young pitching that comes around that helps them make that big push forward, he can argue, well, you know, I'm the, I'm the old pitching coach, and I've finally nurtured these pitchers along. He can make an argument sure. that he, uh, he deserves to keep the job. But I don't know, I you know – I don't know if Barry Larkin is going to be a good manager someday. I love Barry Larkin, my favorite player ever, but um, I think he, having him there in the organization waiting in the wings, I think it's going to be really easy to part ways with Price if he doesn't make a real strong case for himself this season. He's Chad Dotson. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at DotsonC. Chad, as always, man, I appreciate the time. I'm excited for baseball season here in Cincinnati. It's actually sunny out today, and it isn't raining, so that's always a plus. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it, too, and always love uh, talking Reds baseball with you, James. Good stuff there. That's Chad Dotson. RedLegNation.com will join us every single week during the baseball season. Really, really good stuff from him. Tomorrow on the podcast, well, let's hear from Nick Senzel. Let's hear from some of these minor leaguers that uh working their way up, trying to crack, and I assume Senzel at some point will crack the big league roster. We'll get... Insight. RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug Gray will be on. He's going to join us every single week because, look, we get it. It's a rebuild here. The rebuild, hopefully, closer towards the end than the beginning. But with that said, we want to keep taps on the minor leagues to talk more about it, talk more about these prospects. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, will be on the podcast tomorrow, and he will join us every single week during the baseball season so we can keep track of everything minor league. So your one-stop shop for Reds baseball, it's here. We're going to do it every single day, Monday through Friday. We're going to get you up to date, the written word, LockedOnReds.com. And it'll be a mixture of Reds, your, your Reds fix, keep you up to date on spring training, get you some insight from people like Chad Dodson, Doug Gray, who'll be on the podcast tomorrow. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, we do it every day. Monday through Friday, LockedOnReds.com. I'm James Erpine on Twitter, at James Erpine, at LockedOnReds. If you're new to this and you're a Bengals fan, we have a Locked On Bengals podcast as well that you can check out um, as well. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's sunny. Enjoy your day with all the, the flooding and stuff if you're here locally. Flooding downtown, awful, awful to see. Flooding 
close uh, to a bunch of different areas across the uh, the Cincinnati area uh, have flooded. And hopefully everyone's okay. Hopefully you're okay. And um, yeah, it's just awful to see. There's pictures all across the internet if you haven't seen those. But uh, sunny today. Hopefully better things are coming for the people of Cincinnati that have been affected by floods. And better things are coming for, well, the Reds. We'll talk Reds the rest of the week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.